this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. This call is being recorded. I just asked the Lord what to pray for, and um, so I'm just speaking for what He told me. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, just thank you for this day. Thank you for getting us through this through this week. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I speak peace over each and every person on this call with their minds and with their hearts. And I ask that our pastor be covered as she gives the word. And anything that is trying to bring a disturbance, interference we come up against it in the name of jesus christ right now we thank you and we praise you in the name of jesus amen 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 and so we're at john 14 and want to make sure uh that i i probably give some context around it you know um with this heavy rain pour (laughs) wow there's been a heavy rain pouring and, and and it got to a point and i don't know if it got to you guys to it it got to me to whereby i'm like oh here go rain again here go rain again so i find Mm -hmm. myself just looking at the weather more than i have ever looked at the weather just to see what's coming you know and and it hasn't been you know rain to the extent to whereby we've looked at rain and it's been one of that easy travel days when it said it was raining it would rain okay Mm -hmm. Uh, back in the past when they said that it was going to rain, it wasn't the same type of rain. And even with that, you know, when they say it would rain, you know, literally by afternoon or whatever, it would be over with and it would be so light that it would be ridiculous. And, you know, to whereby, you know, you couldn't even tell that it did rain. And so I found myself uh, going uh, yesterday over to one of the uh, members house and as I was traveling to the members house it was raining and I said oh my god here we go you know in my mind you know uh, didn't have my umbrella or whatever and I was thinking about you know making sure that I covered up but instantly I looked up and I said oh my god I haven't seen the rainbow in so long and I mean, I hadn't seen it. It just been raining and I've been looking for it in the sky, but I haven't been able to see it. And I don't know if it's because I haven't seen it because, you know, I probably go in into the office or into the place I'm going to. Or I've been so consumed by the rain that I've never bothered to look up. But I end up looking up and I said, oh, my God, there go your promise. And as I literally said, there go your promise. It was like everything on the inside of me knew it was going to be all right. Mm. That the rain was going to go and we would have other days, you know, and or whatever the case may be. But it wasn't just raining. It was pouring in my job as well. Uh, when my boss is on comfortable she ends up kicking the cat and I I always say when you you know have a bad day you beat up everybody around you and she literally every time she had a difficult day she would literally 
be more demanding with us. Like I sent something in your space, I need it back in five minutes, you know, and it's not something simple. It's like big reports and stuff like that. But she's in that place to whereby she becomes, you know, how would I say somebody that literally rips other people apart as a result of it, because she doesn't know how to handle stressful situations. And so in the midst of all this storm, I'm literally asking God for wisdom. And instead of me getting wisdom, he reminded me of John 14. And John 14 is where, and hopefully guys, you all seen it, is where disciples are being told that their world in which they have come to know is not going to be the same. And that everything is shifting and changing and there's nothing they can do. And so they're in that place of anxiety. They're freaking out and, and, and they're, they're very concerned with what's being spoken to them. And Jesus turns to comfort them. And in him turning to comfort them, he desires to comfort us. And so in that place where we're reading this word, I really want you to really understand God desires to comfort you in the places that you're in. He never intends for things to be so overwhelming. He never intends for you to have anxiety attacks. He never intends for you not to be able to stand up in the place says that you're in. And so with that, he wants to provide us with comfort today. And so can we read it? And then come back. Oh, you want us to read it by ourselves, Pastor? The whole chapter? No, Precious going to read it. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I'm driving. <laughs> um, okay, starting with verse one. Yes. Okay, so I'm reading John 14, the NIV version. <clears throat> Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Keep going. So I probably need to give a little bit more content on this. Okay, so make sure that you see they're at the Lord's Supper. And if you go back to the previous, you know that they're sitting at the Lord's Supper. And this is the final supper. And in this particular place, you have a whole bunch of things going on, okay? So you have Judas' betrayal going on where Jesus kicks him out of the room. I'll say it in that sense. You got Peter who's denying uh, the Lord. And you have Jesus telling them that he's leaving. So imagine all of this stuff going on at the same time. And the Lord wow. literally 
says to me to stop and look at a place where you had a lot of things going on at the same time. Mm. How comfortable were you in, in him? How relaxed was you in him? He said, did you not think it was the end of uh, all things? Did you not have anxiety? Did you get frustrated? Did fear come over you? Or you just didn't know how to process it? But sometimes we just don't know how to process something. Mm-hmm. And so in that place that you're looking at, He's saying to you, let not your heart be troubled. When we hear them words, what does that mean? To me, it just means like not worrying about the situation that you're in or situations, not worrying and giving it over to him. So we are not troubled by it. Asking him to take care of it. So what he's doing is he's calling them back into their foundational understanding of him. So he's calling them back into the foundation. And he's literally saying, hey, let not your heart be uh, troubled. Because he's literally saying, I got this. This is our foundation. This is our rock. This is what we stand on. You guys get that, right? Yeah. Okay, so let me let her read to catch up with, with what I just said. Um, I'm just going to start over. Verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with you. You'll know where I am. I mean, sorry, that you may also, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Continue. No, so let's stop and talk about that. So you guys understand what he's saying in that? So they're being yeah. called back to the uh, back to the foundational relationship of trust and assurance that God is who He is, uh-huh. and He's asking them not to abandon their faith as a result of what. It's going on around them. And he's telling them that him returning to the father is good news. And he assures them their own destiny.
He said, so he's asking me, do you not see this? So he's bringing us back to the foundation. And as things begin to shake around us, he's literally looking for us to stand in that foundation. I hear him say, do not allow your heart to be troubled. He said, nor are you to be afraid. Can I ask a, a question, yeah. Pastor, if you don't mind? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, so with, with that, because I'm, I'm understanding and following along. So is it so the Lord doesn't want us to be afraid? I get that. But in the times that we are afraid, like I've said, you know, I would just use myself as an example, like within the last month, I've said I'm afraid of like certain situations that I'm in. It's okay to acknowledge that God and ask him to help me in that situation that I'm afraid of. Like at least acknowledging the fact that I am so it can be dealt with. Exactly. He's literally saying, don't let the state and condition of where you at overtake you in your faith. You know, having, I'll, I'll use it like this, having a noisy person, you know, a, 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 a superior person that's very noisy, that keeps up a lot of ruckus and, and you being pulled into something and you know, you're saying, I'm not a part of whatever this junk that's going on. And you're trying to keep yourself out, but yet you feel like you're being constantly pulled into it. It's like on the inside of you, uh, you're shaken. Because you want to say something to the person, you know, to get, to say, I ain't on your side. I ain't on nobody's side. But but you can't literally say it because you're being roped into a position, roped into a place unbeknownst to you. And you're seeing others respond to her behavior and include you in that response. And so in your mind, you're like, uh, uh, I don't want no part of this foolishness. Or... I'll use that as an example, but then I'll take you to another thing, you know, just getting up and, you know, uh, I, I think that was Monday morning, no, Tuesday morning, I get up and I get off the phone call with you guys and then I'm driving. And as I'm driving, I literally say to myself, I'm going to go out the five freeway because I know the one-on-one -on -one floods at a certain place and, and, and I don't wanna be underwater. Does that make sense? So I'm driving and I don't wanna be underwater. So I take the five. Well, I get on the five freeway where uh, unbeknownst to me, there's a part of the freeway that is so flooded that people are underwater. And then they only have one lane that everybody's trying to get to in order to be safe in their vehicle. So in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, this rain. Do you hear me? And so the rain is overtaking me because in my mind, if I don't, if I don't get to the other lane, I'm not a swimmer and I don't want my car to stall in this particular place. And so I moved by this and I moved to a point to whereby you know, I, I'm, I'm crying out to the Lord, like, help me get over. But in, in, in that, it's like, 
I'm so moved by the rain. I'm like, Lord, I can't take no more. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? But I'm still looking to him, but he's saying, don't allow this to trouble you. So do you see it from that point, Rashida? Don't yes, I do. Trouble you. Hey, Pastor, can I take a crack at this? I see something in the okay. scripture. Um, but make sure we're, we're with that to go further because I don't want you to go forward. I want you to no, try no, to stay where we're at. Okay. Yeah, I need to stay right here. Okay. Um, let, I'm going to start with the first one. Let not your heart be troubled. Think of this, if I'm asking you to let me push you, what are you going to do? I'm asking you to let me push you. You're going to let me push you. You're not going to be in control, so let me push you. And you just act in that way, say, okay, I'm not going to be troubled. But then it goes deeper because this scripture, when, when Jesus says something, he's pretty blunt. And a lot of the things that he says is something that I'm starting to recognize. But I'm reading the King James. He says, you believe in God. And that just stating that, like he's reminding you, you believe in God, God's good. The only thing he's going to do is good things for you. So believe also in me. God sent me, so believe the things that I'm about to do in your life. And then he goes even further to, to remind you about things in heaven. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I wouldn't tell you so. And look at how he, he states this. He goes, I go to prepare a place for you. So if he's doing the work, I'm preparing this for you. He's basically trying to get you guys to say, hey, how much more am I going to prepare what's about to come forth in your life when you go through these things and you're, and you're being pressed and you're being in these areas of, like, I don't know how it's going to be. And all it is is just saying, okay, I trust you. You're reminding me that your place, the places that you're doing and the places that you're preparing for me in heaven are just going to be like this in earth because we have the ability to call heaven down to earth. So I trust you, and I'm going to depend more on you, even though despite what my body says or what my mind, what the current situations are, are going through. This is a really good scripture that when we do go through things to remind us, like, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I understand, and I went through this this whole past week that, hey, I don't know how things are going to be with my new job application and all this stuff that's going on. But Lord, reading this, you're, you're working on this. You're building patience in my life. You're building this in my life. And it's like, I don't like to say that he's, that it's, that patience is, um, is being, uh, like growing or I should say it's like, it's there. Patience is there, but it's sprouting more and more and deeper and I'm being pressed in different areas. So that way patience is, I guess I could say, maturing in different ways, um, despite for what it looks like. And I'm thankful for the things that have happened in my life because now I officially have a job. And now I got to go through the process of quitting my job that I'm at now. And, and I'm like moving forward, but I'm allowing patience in my life to grow and, and allowing God and Christ to move me into the things that I'm believing in this scripture, which is like I'm believing more that he's working for me. I'm believing more, and I'm not doing the work. There are certain things that I have to do, but he's, he's moving me so that way I can mature in life. And I think that's what the scripture is like, hey, believe in me. And this is just an area 
the things that we go through are just an area of for us to grow in believing more in Him, if that makes sense. I hope I didn't lose everybody. No. No, very good. And so he's reminding us that he he is all we need. And there's no need to panic in any situation. There's no need to search desperately for any secret maps. Huh. Or try to find another solution. And he's literally saying, if you know me, you know the Father also. And he's literally saying that you really understand the truth. And he's literally trying to make sure that all of us understand that he's got us. Mm -hmm. and, and, he's, and he's making sure that you understand that the situations we are encountering, you have power and dominion over these places but in these places he's asking you to remember him remember where he dwells remember where you dwell in him and he's asking you not to let these things consume you so let me let you catch up. So you want to read a little bit more? Sure. Um, <clears throat> verse four. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. Mm. So you guys get that. So he's saying, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and, and he's the life in the situation. Mm. He is the light in the situation as well. Amen, Lord. So he, he's literally pulling them back to him. He's bringing them back to him. And as he's bringing them back to him, he's dealing with their anxiety. He's dealing with their, uh, all the distress and the discomfort they have. I would, uh, he would say, and I'm stopping the panic attacks. 
and, and he's really getting them to focus back on him because what happened on at that table was a lot and now he's bringing them back to where it really matters and he's literally saying what's happening in your life i want to i want to get you back into that center where you're focused back on me and not concerned with the things that's going on around you And he said, stop and hear me. And what he's literally trying to get us to do is look at the storms in us and do a reset real quick. Can I ask a question? Yes. Why is it if or is it that we really don't believe when, I mean, you're saying you really believe. I mean, I really believe that I believe that I know that what he did for us and everything. But why does that stuff happen? You know, I mean, I try not to even think about it. I try to glare it off my, mouth, my mind, you know. But it, when it comes to stuff, you just get, you get nervous. I get scared. My my stomach starts hurting me because I feel like butterflies in my stomach or something, and I just like ask him to take those feelings away, you know. And I, and am I doing something wrong? Am I not really believing him? Am I really not trusting him? Even though in my mind I'm saying that I do, and why does that happen? And does that only? I mean, what? I mean, I don't know if it happens to anybody else, but why does that happen? Uh, what you're literally saying, why does life happen? Life happens because we're in this world mm -hmm. and we're living. Why does that happen? It happens because we're living and we're in a world that is fallen. And so these things do ha occur, but God assures us that he's with us every step of the way. And so what he's literally trying to get us to do tonight is to breathe and to take him back in. He's trying to do a reset. And if you would allow him to reset you, that's all he's asking is that you stop and you remember the foundational things that you've learned and that you recognize that he's, he's who he is despite all the stuff that's going on. And as you allow him to reset you, hear what mm -hmm. I'm saying? As you allow mm -hmm. him to reset you, the anxiety, the worry, the fear, all the stuff that we take on automatically leaves. You don't have to cast anything out. Just let him reset you right now through the words that he's speaking. Amen. That's all he's doing. Thank you, Lord. Joseph, you got on this call saying, oh, my back, this, all that. Now trust him to reset you right now. Okay. Think about what's been going on. And you literally go back and say, okay, Lord, I know you got me. And 
and then you're embracing him and you're telling him, I'm doing this with you. So that's the way it doesn't worry me because I, I believe that he is going to heal me. But um, other things that happen is what worries me, which I but, shouldn't because I know he's he has. Telling you, he's telling you these other things to give it back to him. In this reset, we've taken on things and he's mm -hmm. literally saying wait a minute let's go back to who i am to you remember who i am to you and so if you're re realizing who he is to you you're you're letting go pastor when you yeah. say reset are you are you meaning like renewing our minds um or are you saying like ask for forgiveness for not believing and not trusting and try again or both? Everything. My house is freezing. It's everything. And I don't want to sit back and say it's one thing or another. It's everything. Like, for example, for me, as Pastor was talking, the Lord was also talking to me. He was even saying to me, like, daughter, even as I speak to you, my words are renewing your mind. Like, even as you read my word, my word is renewing your mind. You know, even as you repent and turn back to me, that's refreshing you. So it's everything about who Christ is that does the refreshing that Pastor's talking about. Uh -huh. It's totally, it's, it's a reset. It's like turning off a button and starting all over again. Uh, have you ever turned off, you know, a computer because it was having some problem and then you rebooted it and it came back? Everything that was not working came back to life. And so sometimes we need a reset. And in this place, he's resetting us. Amen. And when he resets, that means everything that you have taken on Wherever that problem was when you reset it, it no longer having the problem. And so he's literally saying, let me reset you. Let me restore your focus back on me. And you have to understand these disciples were very moved by everything that went on. Someone was just moved at the, by the thought that their feet were washed. But it was a lot going on that day at the table. And it was overwhelming for many. And so Lord is literally saying that it's been a lot going on for you. Allow me to reset you. Can I share something? Yes. I've been fearful uh, this week about something stupid. 
Uh, it has nothing to do with the world and all of that. It's just like, a, you know, a fear of disappointment. And I was trying to give it, you know, I, I kept going before God and, and asking him to take it from me. But um, I actually kind of had to had to allow him to reset the past disappointment and that it was the the fear that was coming up in this particular circumstance was reminding me of previous hurt and previous places that I had been let down. And it was almost like not just a reset in the current situation, but it was like all of that pain um, allowing he, he had me recognize where that, like why I was getting hung up on this because of these other, this other area where I had experienced something similar and in giving that to him and allowing him to reset that, it made it so much easier to let go of the current situation. You guys understood that, right? Yes. Like sometimes I think it's easy for us to give up certain things and be like, oh, I can trust you in this area, God. But then mm -hmm. there's other areas that for some reason it's like, why am I struggling so hard to trust you here? And I was like, this is a really simple thing. Like, I know you can do this. Why does this hurt so much? And mm -hmm. then he showed me that, like, I had been disappointed in that area. And I was still ascribing that old disappointment to this situation when they're not related. He says, I want you to understand by my power, by my might, you have authority over these things. Amen. Yeah. And he's literally saying to look at things from its right uh, perspective. Because in this message also, he tells them that he goes away, but they're going to continue to carry out the works that he's doing, but he's even telling them that they're going to do even greater works. And the reason why they're going to do even greater works is because they believe in him. They're believing in what he's saying. They understand foundational things. And a lot of times when this stuff comes at us, it's trying to remove the foundational things that God taught you mm -hmm. and, and causes you to focus on everything outside of what you already know. That's why we try to come up with a roadmap or a plan and we're looking for God to give us some kind of plan to get out of something. And he's literally saying, wait a minute, whoa, you already have it. You already know what to do. But let me reset you in, in this place so you can begin to move in what I've taught you. Makes more sense, you guys? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Brandon, you want to share more? I, I kind of do because I'm listening to a lot of people speak. And... 
sometimes we ask God for things, and man, I'm really having a hard time saying this, but um, it's like this: the things that we ask God for, it's like telling somebody to sit down when they're already sitting down. And when you realize and you come into the the understanding of who Christ is, you're gonna realize like, why am I asking God for this? Why am I asking God for take to take this away when it's already been taken away? Um, and and sometimes these things that we ask God for, we realize that it's already done. He forgives us. I don't have to ask Him to forgive me. I just have to thank Him to forgive me now. And and I'm starting to like realize this even in my own walk. Like, why am I asking God to forgive me? He already forgave me. He put all my sins on the cross. And it's like, I guess now I just tell him, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, all right, let's move forward in this and help me move forward because I I could sit here in this whole forgiving spirit or under like trying to be sorry about myself. And it's like, wait, hold on, why am I being sorry about myself? You done all the work, Christ. And I think I'm just. I'm coming to this realization like recently. So, and I'm working in this place, which is what you would consider like working in your own salvation. So the things that you're finding out about Christ, you're going to be like, Oh, I didn't even need to do this. And we make it so religious. I have to pray for forgiveness or do this. And it's like, it's simple. Christ did the work. I love it that he did the work. And now he's continuing to work in me. And you're going to find out like pastor said earlier, that this story, um, before and after, they still messed up. You guys are going to mess up, and you're going to be like, oh, dude. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He's going to change your mind. He's going to do that. Um, and it talks about that after the cross. The goodness of the Lord will lead you to repentance. So he's mm-hmm. moving forward in you, and he's continuing to change that mind. And he's doing the work. I don't have to write a 100 standards of one sentence to make sure that I don't do this. So hopefully that helps out. Amen. Yes. You want to read it more? Uh, Sure. Okay, let me go back. Verse 7, if you really know me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. That's funny. I don't know if you guys got that, but if he ever asked you, do you believe me? Do you know me? Sorry. Uh, uh, to me, that's funny because he asked me that one time. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Just want to throw that out. 
it's just like how how easy we forget what he just did two minutes ago. Like that's how I see this. Hmm. Oh, that's an excellent thing to bring up because you have to understand, even though we've seen miracles and stuff and we've seen the works, we still don't sometimes believe because the works sometimes look like somebody else did it. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand even in that place where the disciples were and those who follow, they didn't really understand all the works. Because he kept saying, believe me. And then he said, believe in the works. Some people couldn't understand the works. You know how you sit there and you're trying to put that together? How did that person get out of that wheelchair? Your mind literally looks at it and, and, and cannot comprehend it. And it makes it difficult to understand the words. But he's literally saying, but what is the foundational teaching that you know about me? He said, what causes you to believe no matter what? What causes you to trust in me when nothing else matters? And he said, so this is part of your reset. So when you're in that place, you say, wait a minute. I know what my reset button is. Because I know who he is. And I know what he's done for me. So I'm not going to take this on because I'm just going to push that reset. <laughs> and all of us have a reset. It doesn't look the same, but every single one of us have a way of basically resetting the Christ in us. Wow. Have you ever said, it don't matter? Lord, it don't matter if you don't do this. I still love you. I'm still going to serve you because that's your reset. I've come too far to turn around. That's my reset. Hmm. I know what I know. Okay, <laughs> that's my reset. Amen. And nobody can tell me something different. And so that's your reset. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yep. And, and so in your reset, he's encouraging you. This is about comfort and encouragement tonight. I don't have a huge <laughs> message. I just have a comfort and encouragement reset message. Can I share something? If that's mm -hmm. okay? Everybody can join in. Um, so just listening to everybody talk, the Lord kept that word reset. And even as you kept repeating it again, repeating it again, um, the Lord had pretty much for me. Uh -oh. Sorry. Um, the Lord had just likened it to a video game kind of our experience as far as, you know, you're 
playing a video game and then you get to a challenge and you're like, oh gosh, I got to use, I don't know, a knife. I got to use a gun. I got to use a sword. And then you're like, oh shoot, you know, the enemy's attacking me. Ugh, I, I've ran out of everything, but I'm getting attacked. But the Lord's reminding me or us, like when you're playing a video game on your cartridge, you have a button there where you can reset and then you can be brought back to that level. And guess what? You got your ammo again. You're back in a place where you're not necessarily being attacked and you know what to do next time. So the Lord is kind of likening this to a video game where you can press that reset button. You can know what to do next time when you get to that next level again, and you won't keep doing the same thing perhaps over and over, but to know you have a reset button. You don't have to just stay there. You can press that and reset. Amen. That just reminds me of playing Super Nintendo Precious and be like, you know what? I, I can't do this level. I got to restart. Y'all know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And when you restart, you get all, you get all your ammo back. You get all whatever the weapons, whatever video game yeah. choice, you get all of it back and you can do it again. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh my God, I got to level 12. Mm -hmm. Like, but that is the awesome the way of looking at it. That's an awesome it. way of looking at it. Terry is sitting here with me. Oh, great. Hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So if you hear her on my side, like, Pastor, did you change your voice? It's Terry. <laughs> oh, we, we would just thought you reset. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I do think what Pastor just said with that analogy, though, is really great where you can try something different. And I, I, I just think that's also important when we reset and have a new chance. It's like, mm -hmm. try, try something you didn't try last time. <laughs> yeah. My, Maybe my godfather so. says, well, my, my godfather says um, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I praise God that he gives us resets and he gives us a million chances to get it right. But um, it's also uh, up to us to, to try things differently as well and, yeah. and not fall back into the same habits that are mm -hmm. easy to fall into, but mm -hmm. to embrace something different, which is, you know, the renewing of your mind, right? That's why filling yourself with something different and, and taking him in, like he was saying earlier, is so important. So when um, Precious was talking about the game, in my mind, I kept repeating, um, game over, start over, wait, game over, start over, game over, start over. And mm -hmm. how lose, and then you start over, and you just get better, better, mm -hmm. and you get another chance to get better so that's what it reminds me mm -hmm. and you remember like okay i'm about to repeat level 11 i know as soon as it starts something's going to come to the left this so like you remember so now you're able to recall all right i used a gun first i'm not going to use a gun first maybe i'll use a shield you know so that's another part of it too It definitely allows you to see things from a whole different perspective because then you're not in that place where you're you're stressing. So yesterday when I seen the rainbow, I mean, I mean, it was so beautiful, but it only lasted for a few minutes. And so when I got to a point, I tried to look back and see if I could see it still. And I literally, Cinnamon was in the car with me. I literally said, Cinnamon, I can't see it. I can no longer see it. 
and, and Cinnamon's response was to me, there will always be another. And so in that, that allowed me to reset and not to be in that place saying, oh my goodness, because time we pass that rainbow, it starts storming again, okay? And just pouring down. And I was like, okay, here we go again. But then I didn't bring an umbrella and I, we walked into a place to pick up some food. And so as we were walking in the place to pick up the food, you know, I'm trying to hide by the buildings just in case it start raining, but there was no covering in any place whatsoever uh, for me to hide just in case it start raining. My hair was going to get soaking wet, but I found myself, this is what he's talking about. I found myself shifting, trying to do something to help myself. Well, I can just take off this jacket and I'll use this jacket as my covering. You know, I was, I was literally trying to go into that self-protection mode when he had me. And so when I got back to my car and realized it didn't rain and it didn't sprinkle or do anything, I, I literally stopped. And I said, oh my God, your protection is here. And, and his response was, rest in me. And he was literally telling me to cease from my laboring. And you know, when we have things going on, we're trying to do everything in our power to stop it and not recognizing that his power is sufficient is everything that Brandon was saying. Anyone else? I want to say something. Um, everything that you guys have been telling, saying right now has helped me to understand that I'm going to keep messing up, but he's going to keep forgiving me. But not like saying that go ahead and keep messing up and messing up on purpose, you know, or whatever. But when I just mess up, God already, like he says, that he's our, he died on the cross for our sins before, now, and after. So. He's always forgiving us. And, and that's what was scaring me all the time is that I feel like every time I mess up, why did I mess up? I'm not trusting. I'm not believing. But I understand that that's just going to happen. And I'm just going to continue to trust him and believe. And reset. <laughs> he sees us as his children. He doesn't condemn us. He doesn't punish us. It's just like, you know, the mom and dads with their children mm -hmm. you know it's this live and learn type of thing I guess but I also love as you continue to go forward and you read this scripture if we haven't already read this part you have Philip and you have Thomas and they're in this particular place and they're questioning who he is. 
And then Thomas automatically discovers, wait a minute, you know, and his eyes is open as he resets. And then he clearly sees who the father is and who Jesus is. And he's like, oh my God. So he, he stopped allowing his mind to, to speak. And he took his heart and put its heart in the right place with Jesus. And sometimes we just need to move right into the right place with Jesus and just leave it at that. This other stuff don't matter. Mm-hmm. And then after he gets his heart in the right place, he literally said, but what about all those who don't see me that has not seen me in person, but yet they believe? This is to credit us. Look, you believe and you haven't seen me in person. So, so look where you're at. Now understand the need to reset. It would be like at RSL, you're going to court and you're in that place where you're allowing all your emotions to come at you. And the Lord is literally saying, I need to reset you. And in him resetting you, he's letting you know that he is still in control of that outcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. And this is why he called this message of comfort to you today. He wants each of you to just fall back in his arms. Like, I'm done. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just fall into his arms. Allow him to embrace you. Allow him to take the cares off of you. You know, you're waiting on a promise of something to come forward. And, you know, they're not calling. The phone calls are not coming in that you expected. You know, and you're freaking out to some extent. God still has it. And he knows when it's going to come forward. And so he's literally just saying, reset. Remember back in the old days before the cell phones and all of that, we would nurse the telephone. Remember, uh, if you were in the house, nobody could use the phone at this particular time. You call the phone and it's your phone and nobody else can use the phone at the time you need it because you're waiting on the phone call. And you didn't want the line tied up. But even in that, God is literally saying, I don't want you tied up in this. I want you to trust me to do what I say I'm going to do. Amen. Amen. So clear reset. And so precious, you want to close the scripture out? Sure. Um, Oops, sorry, one second. Okay, verse 12. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, 
because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Amen. So what he's even saying in this particular area, Lord, how do I say this to them? He says he knows you have gone weary in some areas. He said, but to continue to believe. He said, have faith in me. And I shall see you through it. Keep going. Verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. So he's also saying, you have a witness. I have given you a witness of my promise to you. Thank you, Father. <sighs> and he's literally telling us that he resides with us. And he's the comforter. He's the advocate. His most important thing is to bring comfort. Mm -hmm. and, and so we need to allow him to comfort us. He's the advocate, meaning that he's going to go and he's going to be speaking up on your behalf. Yes, hallelujah. Amen. And how do we know that? We see that in the scripture so many times as Jesus is uh, going through his last hour, that people are saying things by the unction of the spirit and they don't even know it. So if he's the advocate, he can get people to speak what is necessary. Mm -hmm. And he also stands by you so you're never alone. Mm. So he, he literally told them that they he was going to stay with them. He removed the anxiety, but he also gave them a gift. And so God is reminding you also, as he comforts you, of the gift he's giving you. So he brings you totally in to relationship with him. Because what he's literally saying, as Precious used the perfect example of the game, you know how you get to the next level and you got all these extra weapons? <laughs> okay, here go these extra weapons and he is your weapon. He's the bonus. Yeah. <laughs> And so I would say we're all in the bonus round. <laughs> okay. 
Because he is standing for you. Again, today he just wanted you to reset. Take the stuff out. Let it go. See yourself taking the stuff out. See yourself releasing all this stuff that you don't put on yourself. Even being moved by the weather condition. Take that off. We needed the rain. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so hear what he's doing. Hear what he's saying. Anyone else have something? Um, I wanted to, uh, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, well, I wanted to mention that some, <clears throat> well, I played a game a long, long, long time ago, but the cool thing about it is most games have a literal book that will guide you section through section and we have the word of God and it's in us. So we have that, that player, you know, the guide of course, um, to each, I guess, level. And, uh, we have like the greatest comfort in that. Um, I could add that today I had to re uh, resort back to that comfort and knowing, um, like reset and really realize who God is and just have peace. Because this has been, um, I had a few times this week where I was like, Lord, well, I'm sure everything is okay, but why do I feel like things are not okay? But he kept saying it was okay. And I was just like, what? This doesn't feel the same as it felt here or there. And I just don't feel the same. But he just kept saying the same things. And I was just like, okay, I'm just going to keep worshiping you and keep looking for the answer and, you know, just rest. And even that wasn't easy. <laughs> um, but this does remind me like we can reset we can sit still and say okay lord you do have mastery over everything and i don't have to panic praise god Amen. praise god uh -huh. bradley anything you want to share Yeah, I know I just hopped on, but the enemy is definitely trying to distract us from the blessings the Father is about to give us. The rest and the um, necessity of, of us giving him that place so that we can receive what he, what he really wishes to give us is coming. So I would say be encouraged, but um, don't let the enemy distract you, tell you your weaknesses, tell you of against what God has been speaking to you. Because mm. I don't know about you guys, but this week has been very heavy with the enemy trying to come at me. Mm -hmm. But then the Lord has, Lord's presence has been quite strong and also trying to show me what's about to happen. Man. Yeah, no, this prepare is a rough for, Prepare for the blessings. Mm -hmm. Prepare for the blessings that are coming. Amen. Amen. Get my basket. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>
sorry. <laughs> we gotta laugh. Rashida, you were trying to say something. Oh no, I just agree with what um Bradley was saying because he was saying he didn't know about us, but he had a trying week with the enemy being after him. I said, No, I agree. Um, I'll share a little bit transparency. <laughs> uh, so funny. But it's not funny, but it is funny now. But I thank the Lord for his grace and mercy. Because when you said pastor a little bit earlier about how the Lord is always standing next to us and the Lord showed me an image of me when I was sitting in my boss's office yesterday that he was sitting right next to me when I literally could have lost my job yesterday and I realized how it sent me into a tailspin for the rest of the day and I was just instantly pissed off for the rest of the day even though it was my fault I was still very very upset and it just carried on to my to the end of my day and I literally saw how the enemy was trying to take me out and the Lord said, no, I placed you here. But at that moment, when my boss was talking to me, what, what I did, I could have got fired for. I ended up falling asleep. I was tired, fell asleep. My job is I answer phone calls. And when I looked at him, and by all accounts, he could have, but he did it. And it's like, when I was looking at him and he was talking to me, he just kept saying how much he valued me and he didn't want to lose me. And I'm like, this ain't nothing but the Lord. This, ain't, <laughs> this is nothing but God doing this for me right now. But he just reminded me at that moment, just now when you said that pastor, that he was sitting next to me in that office because I felt so alone, so embarrassed. And I just apologized. Well, of course, I thanked him as well for just giving me the grace. But I was really thanking the Lord for giving me the grace and mercy. So, yes, just wanted to share that. Well, you'll remember this in your career. Have you ever fell asleep in front of your boss? <laughs> Never. <laughs> but the, the crazy part about it was that I was asleep and he normally always comes and checks on everybody. And he is the one that caught me. And I was like, oh my God, you caught me? Oh Jesus, help me, Lord. And I knew that I was like, you know what? By all accounts, you know, you 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 do have the right to let me go. That's like, come on, you can't fall asleep on the job. He's like, no, but I value you though. I want you here. He said, so just get some more sleep. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> just let me go. I was like, oh my God. Uh yes. Wow. Can I say something the father's mm -hmm. saying right now to everybody? Hello, hello. Yes, go yeah. ahead. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. The father's been saying this, I have to say. He says, prepare for the blessing that is to come. For what was before cannot be compared to what is coming. It is I like know. a heavy rain that has been awaiting to hit oh. us a dry ground. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Lord. A relief that is just that we've been waiting for. <sighs> That's the same word that Pastor gave on Sunday. Oh, oh really? Yeah, praise God. Oh, praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He's doing something if he's looking to make sure that we're resting. He's doing something if he's looking to comfort us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not in particular place where he's like okay okay he's literally saying slow down i'm, I'm, I'm on the phone baby i'm on the phone uh-huh it's so awesome slow down reset mm -hmm. yeah don't you feel the reset now you guys should be mm -hmm. able to feel the reset in the spirit it's like your anxiety and all that went away all the stuff that you were thinking about all the chaotic stuff that's going on yeah the lord just showed me like we were in a storm and we were like, all of us freaking out, like, oh my God, oh my God. Now, as we're talking about being reset and just abiding in the Lord's peace, 
I guess he was able to have us like steer clear of the storm and just go somewhere else where we're just kind of drifting off in peace and sunshine. So I praise God for that because, yeah, I'm kind of done with the storm. I may, uh, I, I say to you guys, you know, in the midst of my storm this week with my boss going crazy, I'm just like, you know something, I can't take this no more. And so uh, I was talking to one of my friend and he was literally saying, you know, he had to just get up, you know, and do something different. And uh, he literally said to me, hey, I, uh, I told him I was going to apply for this other position. And he said, you want me to go and put a word in for you? And I said, yeah, you could do that if you want, you know, but I didn't really need him to do it. But in the process, he goes and puts a word in and he comes back and his words was, she just needs a reset. Mm -hmm. And so early morning as we were praying, that was one of the things I had asked God about. And the Lord literally said to me in this place, he said, he said, this is not the position. Okay. And, but there's another one coming. That's what he literally said to me. So then I reach out to the lady because he comes back and he shares what the lady says. And she says, she don't even know it's a real position or whatever. And then he, he says, well, you don't have to worry about it. This woman is a praying woman. She knows what to do, whether or not this is this. And she says she could cause that position to come into play. That's how strong is her prayer life. That's what he says to the lady about me. And um, we go back, he goes back and he shares with me. And so then this is me. I send a message over to her because he's like, I would love to have a conversation with her you know, tell her to reach out to me. So I reached out to her and, you know, you send a message via uh, uh, WebEx and, you know, you're waiting for the person to look at the message and you know how you say one, one thousand, two, one thousand, and you could see them on green. Do you hear me? And you're looking at them and looking at them, waiting for them to answer. And majority of the day goes by and the person doesn't answer. And so in your heart of heart, the enemy is trying to make you focus in on the negative. But the Lord literally had told me up front that the position wasn't it, right? But as if I was looking for her to say something different. And so then she finally uh, messages me back and she literally says, hey, the position that you're looking for, we already filled it today. I am so sorry, but I have something else I want to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, my God, Lord, I heard you right. Amen. But in the midst of storms, we don't really listen. Mm -hmm. We assume. And then we allow whatever in that storm to have its way with us. Yeah. And he says, I'm resetting all that. Amen. Yeah, I'm taking away all of that. Yeah, that's that's good that we reset because um, it is like when when God gives us a word, it's just like whatever the word or the promise is, 
is like the enemy just tries to mess all those things that he just promised you and thinking, man, why is this, you know, the, the opposite starts happening, you know, like if you're trying to get out of finances and these bills just keep coming and coming and they're like the electricity is double the triple the thing that it was. The gas is like triple too and you're just like that's the stuff that worries you or whatever and then you gotta catch yourself and say, you know what, Lord, I just have to trust you and believe you because I've noticed that that happens all the time when God says something or he gives us a promise saying we'll just attack it so that we don't believe what, what God has told us. Totally. Mm. So in the midst of all of this, we got to keep the foundation intact. And and his word says, unmovable, unshakable. Because when you lean to the foundation, you can't be moved. And nothing can shake you from the place in which you believe. I want to add that there's a scripture that talks about learn to respond to God's promises. And I say, as you go through the things that you go through, learn how to act to the same way that Bradley acts on TV to God's promises. When you feel lack, learn to act in the opposite way. And um, I think Nelson Mandela said a really good thing. Um, I don't ever lose. I learn. So as we go through these areas of our life, learn how to respond to it. And not only that, but learn how to think about a situation or allow God to change your mind and focus you in a different place. And and here's the funny part. I'm going to be really honest with you. You're going to mess up in this and allow God to help you through that mess up. And don't allow the mess up to beat you up. Because we as humans um, tend to do that. And even in it all, even in your mess up, God will still fix it. And it's not about because you messed up. He's going to show you through your mess up the same way that he did to David. And the funny thing is the same way that he did to um, Joseph. Because if you realize that a lot of these people did some things that were not right, but guess what? God still made it clear that he was still going to do things in a good way, even though you may have ratted on your brothers or you may have done things that you shouldn't have done whether you fell into temptation. But I'm lately I've been allowing God to minister to me in these areas that I fall short in. And he's turning those things into good. And he's turning those things into into a, a better way of thinking about it because our Lord died with two sinners and he still allowed them to go to heaven. And they mocked him on the cross, guys. I still think about this as I read the, the scriptures and I'm like, and yet he's so forgiving to each and every one of us. We can't, I, I'm going to be really honest with you, we don't understand grace and we don't, and sometimes our grace lenses, like they get cut off because of the things that, that Satan has been doing to us. And, and I think Prophet told us one time, 
and I still hold true to this, he's watching every single move to the point where if he can get a little crack into a door, he will slip right through and he'll change our whole perspective. But even in that, it's like the moment that we come back to God, God continues to just even help us in those areas. And I say continues, meaning he's not going to stop. And the devil continues to think, tell us that, oh, God's going to stop because of what you did. And he, he loves playing the emotion game with all of us. I've heard it all throughout today. And, and lately I've been wanting to pray that, hey, may God continue that act of grace and the truth that Christ stands for. And we continue to recognize that and recognize mm-hmm. how Christ is shifting us in the areas that we're going through. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. So understand that you have the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you need to just trust what he's doing. This is the message of the Lord for us tonight. Amen. Amen. Paul, can you close us out? Terry, you got something to say since you're sitting here? Mm. She's never been on a Friday night, so it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Terry. Hi. She's got a new hairstyle. I didn't know she was at the door. <laughs> Does he sleep, Paul? Oh, no. Pastor. Oh, I thought. Correct. Yes. Uh, this is David Meeson. Amanda's forcing me to say something. <laughs> Stop saying that somebody's forcing you. Just say something. You always say okay. she's forcing you. You know, you My would wife think your a... wife beats you up every day. David, you need to reset. <laughs> reset, David. Ammo up. Come on. <laughs> uh, my, wife and, my wife encouraged me to share a vision the Lord showed me a few years ago of like when you're you know, when David talks about going to like God's secret place, I'm not sure the right wording, but the Lord showed me a vision of like when I'm struggling and need to find refuge in him of a giant, it's hard to explain, it's like imagine if the earth was flat and you were about to go off the corner in a ship on the ocean, but it was like a big circle of a giant waterfall um so just imagine like a giant circular waterfall the size of like 20 sofi stadiums um and that you're you're within that protected place where there's like an island within the bottom of this waterfall that all these things are coming off the waterfalls you know um ships and scary things and things that bother us, but we're in the center protected where nothing can touch us in the lush rainforest. And that's like his hiding place he showed for me that 
whenever I'm struggling or stressed, like his love and the safety that he brings is so huge that none of these things can touch us. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Thank you, Dee, for sharing. Bye. Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> so before closing us out, I, I'm going to reflect back on to, uh, um, I'm going to resonate on some things that uh, Brandon had shared. And um, it it caused me to pause and reflect. And um, and also something that Josie had uh, shared as well, um, similar but like in kind, but not exact. But um, we have um, anxious moments, um, uh, whether it brings on uh, uh, indecisiveness. And uh, which way do we go? What do we do? Uh, Brandon reflected upon um, maturity and what came upon my heart when both uh, Josie and Brandon shared that. Um, it took me in, 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 in reference to Brandon's word of choice of maturity, which I, I agree with. But what rested upon me was um, nourishment, to be nourished by the word. And and contrary to um, my challenges of uh, always trying to devise a plan, a, a, a method of approach to remedying a situation, or dealing with an issue that arises in my space uh, in life. And I've been walking around for a little while now and I have to throw my play script away and, and, and rest on the Lord's blueprint because it's been there all this time and it's been exemplified over and over in various ways, multitude of ways. And if we just have the patience to rest and to take in that that nourishment of uh, that will cause us to grow, uh, to uh, mature and to it would alleviate the anxiousness uh, in in our space, in time, in life, whether it be the workplace, whether it be in the the home, whether it be just our everyday living. Um, I can probably call it our our life's trials and tribulations, whatever they may be, but. Um, I just 
share from me to the family and all those that are on the call um, to just reflect, reflect upon the Lord's blueprint because it's been there. And despite what book we may read from, it still comes back to the blueprint. The Lord has given and shed light on this for us all. And we just have to be obedient. Not saying it's going to remedy everything for us all at once because we will have our, we will falter. I will falter. And, uh, but I just keep praying. And uh, like everyone on this call and just, just rest on the word and um, Father God will see us through. So with that being said, I thank Father God for this evening, for this, for this enrichment of nourishment, of participation from everyone, for the pastor, um, for what has been put on my heart. Um, I know I've been quiet this evening, but uh, my my quietness is just taking in all the uh, the nourishment from from everyone that spoke this evening and and let it meditate upon my heart and as we go forward let us be uh, a transpondent of a transfer of, of 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 the word of what's in us what's on us and what resonates through us to others and uh, we may stumble and we may fall down but i think somewhere in the message tonight in bible study we've come too far to turn around now so with that i just extend grace and mercy to all and ask that father god keeps us in his love and guide us and forever give him the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Good night, family. Good night. Good night. Good night. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry we pray that you will partner with us by giving you can visit our website tqfm.org also remember to subscribe for more messages like this